The financial markets are made up of bulls and bears. But when you listen to most trading gurus, it seems to be all bull. Who to trust? The one who puts a fire under your butt with candlestick flames? Or the one who says you should trade Fibonacci, but you still find yourself losing money 61.8% of the time? It's time to go straight to the source and get the truth about what's working in the markets today with your host, the founder of Top Dog Trading, Barry Burns. Hey, welcome to this edition of the Online Trading to Win podcast. Barry Burns here with TopDogTrading.com. And today, even though it is February 2018, I'm going to talk about New Year's resolutions for trading. And actually, this is appropriate whenever you're listening to this. I intentionally brought this out in February instead of January, which may seem a little counterintuitive. I'll explain that in a moment. But Really, if you're reading or if you're watching this later on in the year or even a different year, any time of the year, June, September, December, uh, this is still applicable and I'll explain exactly why in just a moment. Now, in the days of yore, I used to be really big on New Year's resolutions. I thought they were fantastic and every year I would make one. And unfortunately, most years, like most people, I would finish the year and say, dang, didn't meet that New Year's resolution. By the way, I did the same thing with um, birthday wishes, where my birthday would come up and blow out the candles, make my wish. And it seemed like they never happened. But, you know, wishing is a little different, right? That's more passive. So New Year's resolutions, we intend to make active with our own actions. So I gave up uh, New Year's resolutions for a while. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of actually very successful people who do not make New Year's resolutions. One of my favorite uh, business personalities, Marcus Lemonis, might know him as the star of CNBC's The Profit television show. Great show, by the way. I watch every episode. Highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. But anyway, um, he was interviewed by CNBC and he said, well, I'm going to actually read from what he uh, wrote here or what he was quoted to say. I don't know that I make specifically New Year's resolutions. I think I typically make a new resolution when something bad happens or I have a failure or something doesn't go the way I think it should. I almost have this reset and I don't use the calendar year as a time to do that. I use a mistake that I've made or a decision that I made that didn't go right as a time to do that. So that's why I was saying that whenever you're listening to this podcast, this episode is appropriate because I agree with that 100%. And so I went to that and actually stopped making New Year's resolutions for a while. And that, um, you know, it didn't really make much difference because most of them I didn't actually attain anyway. Now, I've come full circle and I have developed my own little approach to this. And basically, I like Marcus's approach. So I did make a 2018 resolution. But I started it in October because I'd already decided what my resolution was going to be in October. And so I thought, why wait? Why wait? That is not what successful people do. They don't wait and say, well, I got to wait till January because that's when you make a New Year's resolution. No, I decided that's what I wanted to do. So that's when I started. And guess what? By January 28th, my birthday, I it was only 90 days and I'd already fulfilled my 2018 resolution. And it was only four weeks into the year. So I got a new one. <laughs> I got another one, an even bigger one. But it was pretty cool because I think that's how successful people operate. 
We don't wait until there's, you know, the opportune time or when you're supposed to do it. And uh, that's one of the problems is people approach New Year's resolutions the wrong way. Actually, Psychology Today had an article and they actually said New Year's resolutions can make some people feel depressed or stressed out or disappointed. And certainly that makes sense since most people do not keep their New Year's resolutions. I mean, just look at the gym in February, right? It's busy in January and it's empty again in February. That's because most people do not keep their fitness resolutions for the new year. And if you don't keep it, well then yeah, you do kind of get depressed, stressed out, or at least, the very least, disappointed. So how do we keep our resolutions, whether it's at the beginning of the new year or basically how do we just achieve success, in our case, in trading? So what I've come to... uh, find works for me, and you can see if this works for you as well, is a bit of a hybrid approach. So a New Year's resolution, by definition, lasts for one year, right? I suppose you can make it for shorter or longer, but in general, we are setting a one-year goal. By the end of 2018, or whatever year you happen to be in, you know, this is what I want to have accomplished. And so that is a pretty long-term goal, at least in today's world, where everything has to be real short. So there is a problem with that. There is a problem with that. And that is that it is putting off the satisfaction too long. You're not getting reward fast enough. And so we need to take that long-term resolution and chunk it down. Of course, I'm not the only one who talks about this. This is very well known in the um, the world of human potential and achieving things and so forth. So, But let's talk about it in terms of trading. So I think you do need a long-term goal. Let's call it a one-year goal as your resolution. Now let's talk about that one first. That one, the key to making that actually work this year for you is for it to be inspirational, not just motivational, but inspirational. Now the word inspire comes from the Greek word, which is basically spirit, and, and spirit meant breath in Hebrew and in Greek. It's actually your life. You inhale, you exhale, you're alive. And when you stop breathing, they said, he's dead. And so you want a long-term goal that is inspirational to you. So it can't just be something you would like, can't just be something that you want, or, oh, that would be cool. It's got to be, well, here is the qualifying question that I ask. Would you be okay if this didn't happen by the end of the year? Would that be okay with you? If you can say, yeah, I'd be all right. That's not your New Year's resolution. That's not your goal. Or let's just even bring it into the bigger picture since we started that. Long-term goal, whatever it's going to be, whenever you're going to start it. If you can say, yeah, if that doesn't happen, I'll be okay. I might be disappointed. I may not like it, but I'll be okay. That is not a good long-term goal. That's a horrible one. You will fail. You will fail. In order for you to reach that, anytime we have big goals like this, it's going to be something different, right? We're going to have to overcome our past history of behavioral patterns. And in order to do that, we've got to have something that pulls us like a magnet, not something that pushes us like we're being forced. So it's the old carrot and the stick. If you've got a donkey and it doesn't want to go somewhere and you try to push it from behind, you're going to have a tough time right? It's resisting you. And that's not the kind of motivation you want in your life. You want the carrot. 
something that's drawing you to it. And that makes the whole process easier because why? You want that carrot. You really, 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 really want it. And that's what it's got to be. It's got to be very, very strong, inspirational, exciting. It's got to be exciting. You know, there is a guy named Grant Cardone who I follow, and um, he wrote a book called The 10X, 10X Rule. And this 10X Rule, basically, it's, well, I encourage you to read the book. It's a great book. But um, one of the concepts in the book, at least, is to take your goal and make it 10 times bigger. Why? Because you want it to be so big that it really gets you excited, gets you stoked. Like, whoa, this is cool. So I don't want a million dollars this year, so I want 10 million. Will you reach 10 million? That's up to you. I can't tell you that. You can only tell yourself that. You can only make it happen for yourself. But you want it to be something really big so that you're inspired and excited. And it's not just, yeah, that'd be cool. Right? So that's what has to be the long-term goal. Otherwise, you will fail. Then on your process or in your process in that long-term goal, you've got to have short-term goals. And these are your little wins. And in order to stay motivated from here to there, from the beginning or the start line to the finish line, you've got to have short-term rewards, little treats. Like I've trained quite a few dogs and, you know, you don't just teach a dog to sit a hundred times. And then after the hundredth time it learns to sit, you give it the treat. No, every time it sits, you give it a treat. <laughs> little treats, tiny little eensy weensy ones. But yeah, pretty soon they're like, I want the treat, I get the treat, I got the treat, and they're motivated to sit the next time. Or, you know, shake hands or whirl over or whatever it is. And we need to give ourselves little treats every single time, literally on a daily basis. So that every day as we're moving toward that big inspirational, exciting goal, we're getting little rewards. Because it's the daily activity that really matters. It's only when you can do that daily activity consistently that you will make it happen. And so the long term is really a goal. The short term, I don't even call them goals. I call them habits. There's been a lot of research on this done as well. That it's the habits that help us achieve the goal. So what are some examples we could do in the trading world? For example, so you could say, all right, so today I am going to make sure that my win-loss ratio is better than it was yesterday. And that's what I'm going to focus on. I'm not going to just focus on money. Today or this week, I'm going to focus on improving my win-loss ratio better than it was last or yesterday or the week before. And then maybe the next week you say, okay, now I'm going to improve my reward to risk ratio. And you're going to play around with that. Now, as you do that, as you try to do that, you're going to learn so there will be a learning process. Maybe you don't improve your risk reward ratio this week. Well, but you learn something in the process. You analyze your trades and you say, hmm, okay, well, it didn't improve, but why not? And then you take those lessons and you go back the next week and you learn why. Another thing could be to cut out, take another week and say, okay, this week I'm going to cut out a bad trading habit. This week I'm not going to overtrade. I'm going to be more conservative. I'm going to take fewer trades, but higher probability trades. We call those fewer, better trades. We have a little slogan in top dog trading, fewer, better trades. So that's what I'm going to do. Even now, that's one that is good as a daily goal. I found people find this one very challenging. Overtrading is one of the biggest challenges people have. And so this one, I actually encourage you to make as a daily habit. 
not weekly, daily. Just for today, I am going to keep my hand off that mouse or off that keyboard and only take the very, very best trades. Another way you could do that is to say, you know what, if I'm a day trader, I'm only going to take one trade today. One trade. That's it. And so you're going to be very picky or choosy about what that one trade is going to be. And then when you're done, you literally have to shut down your trading platform, shut down everything. Otherwise, it's too much of a temptation. It's like having, you know, cake or ice cream in the house and saying, I'm not going to eat it. Well, it's there. You're probably going to eat it. So you've got to remove all temptation, meaning after you take your one trade, shut down your trading platform, computer, everything, leave, go work out, something like that. That's how I know particular behaviors are harder for certain traders than others. Um, another thing is you could say, okay, today I am not going to remove my stops when they get hit. So that's maybe another problem you might have is that when the market goes and is about to hit your stop, you actually pull the stop out of the market and let the market move against you further than it should. You say, okay, one day, not going to do that. I'll let all my stops get hit. Right now, obviously, you're going to use some money management with that, so you don't have a lot of losses or a lot of money lost, at least. And then you're going to look at that, and you're going to learn from that. Hmm, I got stopped on every single trade. Why? This is not good. Uh, your stops go where you're wrong. And if you're being wrong over and over and over, the problem is not your stops. The problem is something else. And this is going to give you insight into that what, something, what that something else is. Another issue that a lot of traders have is taking profits too soon. And so you take a day and you say, you know what, today I'm going to just let my winners run longer than I normally do, just for one day. By the way, a lot of this, if you're starting something new, would be great to do on a simulator or a demo account and not with real money, right? Especially when you're doing something new like this. Highly encourage you. We're just habit building right now. This is not about making or losing money. It's about building one habit. That when you put these habits together, day by day, week by week, month by month, quarter by quarter, at the end of the year, you reach your financial goal, whatever that happens to be for you. Now, one of the best ways to actually implement this, one of the best tools for implementing this, is my free Top Dog Trading's Top 10 Trading Rules for Success. And the reason for that is, and I give it away for free, I'm not selling this to you, is that these Top 10 Trading Rules... Well, they're actually based on the top 10 mistakes that I've seen traders make over the last 50 years. So these are the mistakes that people need to work on in order to become successful. So this is where, you know, some people say, well, your goals need to be realistic. I would say this, I would say your long-term goal should really push the boundaries of realistic because it's got to be inspirational. Realistic's not inspirational. But your short-term goals, the habits that you're doing on a daily basis, yes, those need to be realistic. I can, you know, just take one trade a day. That's realistic. I can do that, right? Or two trades, you might say three trades a day, whatever number you want to use. And these are the things that will help you get there. Now, another thing that I encourage you to do is ahead of time, before you start this whole process, write down any roadblocks that could occur. So whatever it is, kids coming into your office, uh, spouse calling, uh, phone ringing, cell phone, email, television, um, YouTube, watching YouTube videos, whatever distractions you might get. So I actually, what I did when I started was I made a little contract with my family. And I said, okay, I'm going to be trading from this hour to that hour. 
nobody is allowed to come into my office because I work from home, as I still do, during those hours. And I literally, just like a business, I had a, a sign and said, these are my business hours. Okay, stay away. I am closed from, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm at the office. Yeah, it happens to be in the same building, but pretend I'm not in the same building, just as if I weren't. And had to be that strict about it. And I had to get their permission, not only their permission, but their support on it. And then I literally unplugged the telephone. I still do that to this day. My cell phone is off when I'm trading. I don't have YouTube on on a separate monitor or any of that stuff. I don't look at email. I don't text. No, none of that. So you look, because guess what? There, there is going to be stuff coming up. And it could be bigger stuff too. You could get sick, right? You could have car breakdown, house problems, um, whatever, right? Spousal problems, kid problems, pet problems. There's always problems. Life's never going to accommodate you to be successful. This year is going to be like last year. There's going to be problems, in other words, and things that you don't expect. So what you have to do is pre-plan that and say, okay, when, not if, but when these roadblocks occur, how am I going to deal with it? Obviously, if it's an emergency with the spouse or kid, you're going to take care of that. That's fine. But short of a real emergency, how are we going to take care of these roadblocks? How are we going to pre-arrange to deal with them when they do happen? And my final tip for today on this is accountability. Again, this is very practical. This is how people work. This is how I work. And so uh, get a partner and report to them. I encourage you to report to them every day. Now, some people do it once a week. Some people do it every other week. I personally feel very strongly you need a report to, uh, you need a partner, excuse me, to report to every single day. And it could be a real quick little phone call or even a text if that's all you want to do. But just report in, I did my habit today. Whatever that habit was, I did it. Check. Don't just do it yourself. You've got to have a human being who's going to check up on you. Now, you might do your spouse, you might do your kids, you might do a friend, you might do a business partner, whatever. But what you don't want to do is have a person who is going to be nice about it. In other words, you don't want someone who's going to say, if you don't do the thing that day, oh, that's okay, don't worry about it, you know, there's always tomorrow. No. If you got a person like that in your life, that's fine for some things. No bueno for this. Nope, that's not your partner. That's not your accountability partner. Your accountability partner should be like a drill sergeant. No excuses. You tell them you're going to do something, that sergeant says you're going to do it now. Give me 20 push-ups, right? Do it now. Stands over you. And then start swearing at you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you want that kind of person that if you don't check in, you don't make the phone call, you don't send the text, they take that as, oh, he didn't do it. She didn't do it. And they're going to call you. They're going to text you. Hmm. You failed today. Be a little brutal. Yeah, it's good. Call them on it. This is not nicey-nicey time. This is hardcore drill sergeant time. You screwed up. It's not acceptable. That is not okay. Make up for it. Make up for it tomorrow. Make up for it tonight. The sooner the better. Because every day that goes by that you don't make up for it, 
you are creating a new habit, and that new habit is passivity. That new habit is one of failure. That new habit is one of it's okay. Most people don't do this. This is not the norm. That's right. It's not the norm because you don't want a normal life. You don't want a normal income. So you're going to have to be better than most people are. In fact, when I trained with a former Mr. America, those workouts were grueling. And he used to always say, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. Oh, that nailed me. I love that. Don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better. The focus is always on you. The focus is always on me. Take full responsibility. It's nobody else's fault. It's not the market's fault. It's not your trainer's fault. It's not the book's fault. It's not the video's fault. It's not the course's fault. You are responsible for everything in your life. And so am I. I'm responsible for everything in my life. Take that full responsibility, get an accountability partner, and make them hold you to it. And if they don't, then get a different one. And yeah, that's right. That's what it takes. Trading is not like a uh, you know, a little jigsaw puzzle you put together and, oh, there it is. It's easy. Mm -mm. No. You're, when you're asking to make money at trading, you are asking to be the elite of the elite, to do something that very few people succeed at. It's not like getting a job. It's more like being a professional football player, professional basketball player, whatever. You don't just get a certificate and you get to do the job. Mm -mm. No, you got to compete against the best. And in trading, that's what you're doing. So you're going to have to do what most people are unwilling to do. And that's why I'm giving you this lesson today. Because this is what it looks like on the inside. These are the behaviors that you will have to do. And absolutely, this is critical. So I mentioned the top 10 trading rules for success, that free report. So yes, I will give that to you. Uh, just go over to onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. By the way, that is the word 10, T-E-N, spelled out, not the numeral 10. And these top 10 trading rules for success are, well, the top 10 things that I've done to be successful in my trading, also the top 10 things I've helped my students change to help them move from being losing traders to profitable traders. The top 10 things. And these are perfect for, you could do one a month, for example, for, for the rest of the year. You could do one a week. It's up to you. And they're kind of personal, so you're going to find that one is maybe more uh, appropriate to you or applies to you more than another one. And that's fine. That's why I put all 10 out there. In fact, I think I've actually increased it to 20 now. Yeah, I think the latest version is 20. And that was because I wanted to cover more people. You can pick, you know, the 10 that apply to you the most and really personalize it. So again, onlinetradingtowin.com forward slash 10 rules. So if you receive value from this episode, then feel free to pay it forward by doing two things. Number one, subscribe to it in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. That way you'll also be notified every time a new episode comes out. And number two, while you're there, please leave a review and a rating. It only takes 30 seconds and brings good karma. Both of those actions help to push us up the rating so more, more people find the show. And that helps me so I can continue to help you. You've been listening to the Online Trading to Win podcast with Barry Burns. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher and leave a great review. For more information about our free indicators and courses, visit OnlineTradingToWin.com. 
Neither online trading to win, Top Dog Trading, nor Barry Burns are registered as securities broker-dealers or investment advisors, either with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission or with any state securities regulatory authority, and are not licensed to provide investment advice. Trading and investing involves substantial risk. Financial loss, even above the amount invested, is possible and common. We do not imply, predict, or guarantee that you will be successful in earning any money whatsoever. Past results of any individual trader are not indicative of future returns by that trader and are not indicative of future returns which may be realized by you. We do not assume responsibility or liability for your trading and investment results. This is provided for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as investment advice.